Okay, welcome back to the podcast, Sales is Not a Dirty Word, where we help people stop feeling weird about sales so they can help more people. And we're here today with Anton Gray. He is a business coach who has recently transformed his side hustle into his main hustle, and he's helping other people do the same. Welcome, Anton. We're so excited you're here. Thank you, Alicia. I'm glad you have me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Um, so how long have you been doing this as your main hustle? Uh, for going on five months now, since I made, since I made the jump from corporate to full entrepreneurship. Which can be kind of scary. So congratulations. It's huge. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of scary, but it's, it's my, my, the background story is a little bit long, but weirdly enough, like it's been freeing. Yeah since making the jump like I mean I used to suffer from like crazy anxiety and high levels of stress and all of that but all of once I made the jump all of that subsided and you would think it would be the other way around right because you start to worry about well is the money coming in and what's gonna happen and all like I didn't I don't think I've ever had those thoughts or at least yet you know it's it's been it's been great that's pretty cool yeah um, so who are you're targeting other people that are in office jobs that want to make the jump as well, right? Yep. Mid to mid to high level working six figure earners, um, working professionals that are looking to make the shift in entrepreneurship, literally teaching them how to leverage their skills and their experience and turn it into a business and to make the jump. Um, probably not in the way that I did it because I just said, screw it, I'm out. <laughs> but, you know, to really just structure it in a way where it makes sense for them and for their family. But it, it, it's also a good transition to get them into the money pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, is there a type of business like that they're in that you target? Um, not specifically. Well, if, if I were to name one, it would definitely be service-based. Um, anybody that has a skill that they're using um service based so for me mine was consulting i was in the it and business consulting space and so coaching business coaching and consulting essentially were you know very similar right. and so that was the natural transition for me because it was literally coming in into a chaotic environment saying we're at point a we want to get to point c on your market set go and then making sense of everything and a lot of you know professionals that are looking to make the jump or even early entrepreneurs in the, in the, you know, that, that two to three year mark still have a, a chaotic environment going on looking to make sense and how to move forward. And so that's, that's what I help people with. Are you helping them become coaches or just like whatever their dream is? Um, it really depends. Each person is different. Um, and, but what we do is pretty much analyze whatever their skill set is and what they want to be doing to see if we can find the mesh point. So that's why it's, it's a challenge because I don't work with everybody because if it's something, if they're, you know, if they're in consulting and they say, well, I want to be an artist and sell paintings, not sure if I can really help them, you know, find that alignment. Right. But that's cool because it's like custom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's custom, but it creates a challenge as well, you know, because I do it in a group setting it's, it's a happy mix of group coaching as well as one-on-one. -on -one. So that's how I set my program up, mainly because I was like a course junkie and I, I just set out to learn everything. And then yeah. I was always left with more questions than answers. Right. And, and it was, you know, it was always, I'd hit a point where I'm just like, all right, so what do I do next? And I never really, 
I felt like everybody had the the same support line, support at goodlucksucker.com, right? <laughs> and, um, and, and so that's that's how I that's how my course, well not course, my program was was birthed out of that the need. I felt the need that it needed to be some more hands on, but at the same time, you know, group training as well, doing it in group setting. Yeah, I'm the same way actually. I have like an hour course and then I most of it is is one-on-one coaching because I think that people need help implementing it rather than just sure. being like, okay, take this course and like hope it works out for you. <laughs> All right. Good luck, right? Right, right. So cool. Do you have like a course too, or is it just like the group coaching and the one-on-one? Group coaching and the one-on-one. It's all structured into one program though. So with it is it's eight weeks of group coaching. Um, and then I mix some one-on-one strategy sessions in within it just to make sure that everybody's moving and progressing, you know, in the way that they need to be and everything's making sense. And then with the one-on-one too, it also allows us to tailor the, the trainings and the material and the learning that they're getting to them specifically. And Perfect. so that's, that's why it's been pretty effective. Cool. Okay. So, um, you said that there are some things that you feel like you could be stronger on the call. Like, so wait, no, actually first, how do they come into your funnel? Like, how are you getting these people getting in touch with them? A lot of it, uh, believe it or not is organic. Um, and so I'm in the midst of putting together some different marketing strategies. Like you and I were talking about LinkedIn. I know I need to be using LinkedIn a lot more. So it's, 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 um, that's one of the pieces that I know I, I need to probably tighten up is the, the consistent lead flow and the strategy there. Um, but once they come in, we set up a strategy call. Um, a lot of it's organic. I do a lot of lives, uh, things like that. And that's how people find me. And they also find me through my, my Facebook live show, uh, peace of mind where I interview other entrepreneurs and that's when they find out that I'm a coach and then, or they'll get my book, uh, mind reset and they'll read through it and then they'll find me that way. So, but it starts at the strategy call of where I get on the phone with them and we chat about, you know, I let them talk essentially about what their goals are and what their pain points are and why they aren't moving in that direction. And then if we can find a mess point, then great. Yeah. So, okay. How much is the program? The program is $3,000, a little less than 3000 2997 really good price. Um, okay. So you're talking to them for the first time and then talking to them about a $3,000 program. Um, how many would you say, like, what's your closing ratio out of 10 right now? Out of 10? Um, I'd say one or two. Okay. So where do you feel like something goes wrong or is missing or doesn't jive? Um, to be honest, I think my struggle might just be, my struggle may be the ask. Right. Well, first of all, what, what's the common objection? Do they say that they don't have money? Yes. Do you have a pre-qualification form? Um, I, I don't yet. That's going to make a huge difference in your life because some of them might really not have the money. So you want to ask them like, what's their monthly uh, profit? on that form. And also you could ask them like, you know, what type of entrepreneurship like category would you like to be in? Would you like to be a coach? Cause you can kind of avoid talking to anybody that's like an artist or whatever you were mentioning before. Yeah. So it doesn't like line up with what you can help them with Good point. So asking that question ahead of time. And, um, 
and like when they want to start this or like what they're willing to invest also could help a lot um, time-wise and financially because I don't know, are you running into people who are like, I'm not ready for this type of time commitment right now too? Um, ye, not really, not really. Um, mainly it's been the money thing. And I actually, I just recently, um, actually a week or week and a half ago, created more of a, a qualification form for booking the call. And yeah. that's one of the questions on there. So which one? Um, about what they're willing to invest and okay. what they're looking to do. But I, so I didn't have that before, before it was just a link to a call hopping on with folks. Um, and like I said, I think too, that's just one of those things where the consistent lead flow might be an issue as well, but the qualification form, I'm glad you said that cause I just did it. So that's validation <laughs> that oh, it's in the right direction. Huge difference because you don't want to waste your time or their time. It's really for both of you guys. Yeah. Um, and I would also ask what their monthly profit is because I think that will really help you like understand how much they can afford. Cause sometimes people don't know how much they want to invest and they feel weird about saying it if they even do know. Um, so the monthly profit can kind of let you know, like if they could realistically afford it, if they have the extra money after expenses. Makes sense. Yeah. So I would recommend that. And then when you get on the phone with a qualified person, you talk to them all about their business. You ask them their goals, you ask them their pain points and you really get to know them. And then you're like, I think I could help you. Yes. So once we get to their, their, their pain points, um, I, I essentially try to build a bridge, right. To connect them to the program and say, you know, I understand you're struggling with this what would it look like to get you there? What would you be expecting? And if it lines up, then that's kind of when I pitch the program and saying, well, listen, I have an eight week program. Um, and this is what we go through. Boom, boom, boom. And this is, you know, it'll help you with A, B, C, and D. And I try to elaborate on their pain points. Um, and then see if that will work for them to so ask them if, it, if that sounds like something they're they're They want to invest in. Yeah. And what, what's the common objection? Um, the common objection really is, they they like the program, but then the price point. Do you have a payment plan? I, I recently set that up. Yep, to break it down in three payments. Yeah. Okay. Have you been able to talk to somebody about that? Not yet. So that's the only one. That's the only objection that you really get is like it's too expensive. Um, that's the common one. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other common one? Um, not really. I've had maybe it's not right for me yet, or just some might not be ready for it yet. And so it's it's moving them past that that point of where where they're actually ready to invest. So much of this would be fixed with a pre qualification form. So it's kind of hard to know if it's anything about you or just like the quality of the leads. And it kind of sounds like. Right quality of the leads because the way that you're setting up the call sounds fine, especially because you're speaking to their specific pain points. I mean, do you, uh, some of the questions I would ask are like, have you looked into coaching before? Do you talk to them about that? Um, I haven't recently. Yeah. I would want to know, have they looked into coaching before? Like why they haven't done it as of yet? Or okay. like, and, and like what they're looking to get out of it? 
um, like what their perception is of it that they like and they don't like, because if they liked everything, they would have done it already. Right. There's something that they're not liking about it. And if I had to guess, it would be that they are scared. They're not going to get results. Okay. Um, I would guess that they also are like scared. They won't make enough money in time. They're scared that they can't trust someone, that type of thing. Do you have any kind of guarantee? Um, I do. I, I do a, and this is something that I recently put, I do um, essentially a 14 day money back guarantee. So that it gives them the first two weeks of the course to see whether it's actually for them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, then we just, you know, I give them their money back. No, no hard feelings or anything like that. And I just wish them, you know, I try to point, I still, I do my best to kind of point them in the right direction if, if they're still looking for help. Yeah. So when you are talking to them, are you ever referencing your other successful clients that have left their 95 and have like successful businesses now? Um, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. It's, it's, it's still early in the, in the, um, for this particular program, the group program is still going in the beta group. Yeah. Oh, it's still in the beta group. Yep. So we're still working through. Oh, okay. Well, cause that will be really powerful when you're, so have you told them that this is the beta group and the price is going to go up? No, the beta, the beta is, um, I haven't cause I haven't really decided when I'm going to close the beta down. Or yeah, when it, when I'm going to close it down and then it's going to go up. So, but that that could be a point that I can make. Yeah, you don't have to say like an exact time. You can just be like, "This is the beta group right now. The price will go up." So I I do want to get you this help at like the best price point that I can right now while we're you know kind of growing together. I have successfully helped you know whoever right uh, they, somebody who was and you can reference them somebody who was an accountant somebody who was a consultant somebody who, and now they have. He has his own bookkeeping business. He has, they, she has her own coaching business and they're making, you know, they made 5,000 a month the second month that they did it or, you know, really specific results that makes it more tangible for them. Makes sense. And I mean, are they ever like worried about what they would do? Are they like, I don't know what I would do. Or are they very clear on what they want to do? No, some aren't clear as to what it is that they want to do. They just know they want to do something. Um, and so I, I think that's something I got to get better at too. I think it's com- it probably comes down to just the, the qualification of the leads to, to really streamline the call and have a clear objective when we get on the call. Like I'd love to, <coughs> I'd prefer it to be somebody that says, all right, I want to be a coach, <laughs> right? Because when they've got that clarity, then I, then I can help them. The strategy calls have been somewhat more so clarity sessions than anything. Right. Which honestly is very helpful. So one of the things that will sell like close clients more than anything is, is you showing them right there on the phone, what you can do. Right. I think one of your unique selling points is that you kind of help them figure out what their superpower is that makes them happy, not just what they're good at, but what they enjoy that will also help other people. So if you can do that on the phone with them, I think that's really compelling. It's like, well, you know, you'll ask the questions about like, you know, I understand pain points. Like what kind of pain point questions are you asking? Just like, what don't you like about your job? Or like, what are those questions? Yeah. What, what, one, why are they looking to leave the corporate world? Like what's, what's the thing that's, that's pushing them in that direction. And then I try to get them to essentially paint a vision of what it's going to look like for them. Right. So what, 
where are you at now and what are you trying to move to? So what do you actually want to do? Uh, what do you want that to look like in a few years? And then I ask them kind of some of their, some of their objections as to why they haven't moved towards it. Yeah. So I think, are those answers very similar usually? Um, yes. And usually it's, usually it's a clarity issue. Um, or they, the clarity as to what they actually want to do, um, or if they know what they want to do, they just don't know kind of where to start and to, um, and, and so many roundabout ways of saying it, they're just scared as hell to make the jump and to make the move towards it. Yeah. I would guess that the answers to those questions are usually the same. So you kind of don't even need to ask them. I think what you could ask instead is like, so are you clear on the direction that you want to go in? Because I mean, the answer to where do you see yourself? Like, what do you want your life to look like? is like, I want freedom and I want money and I don't want incompetent bosses and I don't want to have to work certain hours. Right. My work done when I want, like, that's why everybody wants to be an entrepreneur usually. And then, you know, <clears throat> they, they dream of, of living the entrepreneur dream. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're scared as hell. Right. So I think, what you can do on the call instead is help them overcome being scared because that's really the driving force. You already know why they don't want to be there and you already know why they want to be an entrepreneur because you were exactly the same way. And like you said, the, the answers are often the same. So like, are you clear on what kind of business you want? And if they are clear on what kind of business you want, they want, that's a different conversation. So you can talk about like, okay, have you thought about the pieces? Have you thought about the offer? Have you thought about the timeline? And really like create a tangible situation for them on the phone there and say like, well, you could do this beta thing at the beginning, which is what I did. It's a, you know, start that while you're still working and do it on the side. And then when you have this amount of money, you move forward and we work through like, I don't know, all of the elements that you need for that, the lead targeting, blah, blah, blah. This is your unique angle that you would position yourself on because you'll talk about like what their strengths are, like what do they really enjoy doing? Because that's going to be different no matter who you talk to is like what they like, like what their, you know, weaknesses are. Um, <clears throat> and you can kind of say, well, in my course, so your weakness is budgeting, like I'll help you budget correctly. I'll help you price correctly based on the market. I'll help you find your differentiating factor that you can stand on and talk about what it is like like right now on this call with you your differentiating factor is that you customize your your program to people based on what their strengths and weaknesses are nobody else is really really doing that like from the get-go you're like basically helping them find their niche mm -hmm. um so that's what you want to highlight so if you can do that like on the phone with them and then uh i think that it'll make it like and, and get excited because it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting that they're going to get out of this and that they have something here. Like, don't lie to them. If, if they've got like a pretty useless skill or like, you know, are like doing something that a million other people are doing and they have nothing different uh, to offer, you know, I, I don't think that's as exciting. But if you can find something to get excited about, like, this is so cool. Like, I talked to this mindset coach the other day and she focused on imposter syndrome, helping them with mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. And it's such a need. Like, every entrepreneur is struggling with it. So that's, that's exciting. So if you get excited about, like, what they could do and how much potential there is and how y'all will, like, do this, 
they will get excited about it. So it's more like, because it sounds like, and tell me, is it if this is correct, are you having a very similar conversation every time you're on the phone? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. You're just telling them the aspects of your program. You're asking them the questions that you pretty much know the answer to, and then telling them the aspects of your program. So instead, I would focus on the aspects of your program that are specific to them. So like, what would you say your weakness is? Is it uh, nailing down the elements of your offer, like the course of it, the budgeting aspect of it, the marketing aspect of it, the client management aspect of it, the refund policy aspect of it, and then highlight that your course is going to help them with that thing. Gotcha. Because everybody has like different ideas. You know, some people are like, oh my God, I have the system all laid out, but I'm not creative. I don't know what idea I'm going to go with. And a lot of people, usually someone that wants to be an entrepreneur is more of the idea person and less mm -hmm. of the systems person. Very true. Um, so you could say like, we lay out a very specific system that gets you up and running in eight weeks. If you want to leave your job, you can, but you don't have to. It can just be a side hustle while you grow it which will also help them not feel so scared. Yeah. Like I'm not jumping off this ledge. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm scooting, I'm building my, my parachute. And when my parachute's good and ready is when I will jump off this ledge. Right. But they need to start putting the elements in place. They can't just keep dreaming about it because nothing's going to happen by thinking this is doing, you are putting everything in place that they need to be successful. I like that approach. I, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, is it something that you enjoy too? Like identifying these things for somebody and setting it up for them? I do. That's, that's, that's kind of the, uh, the consultant in me, right? Just <laughs> making sense of chaos and, and, and connecting the dots. So I do enjoy that piece of it. So if you enjoy it, you're going to like having these sales calls. And the people on the other end are going to enjoy it too, because you're solving problems. You're not just talking about solving problems. You're solving the problem on the phone and you're going to get excited about it. And, uh, also, Oh, something that helps some of my clients is think about the sales call. Talk about what you would talk about. It was, if it was your first phone call with a paying client. Okay you would do basically a consulting job, right? Right. Do that on the first call and they get a taste of what it is to work with you. And then you can say, well, man, I'm excited. This is really tangible. Like, do you feel like we covered everything here? Like th this is what it is working with me. Like, did you enjoy this? This is, this is what it is. Like, let's do this. When do you yeah. want to get started? So they also have a little taste of your expertise at the same time. Like they know what it's going to be like working with you. This strategy call you're having is nothing like what's going to be working with you. Right. So how do you make the shift into going through your process, right? And, and identifying and solving that first problem, getting them over that first hurdle into the, the pitch essentially, or the pitch and the ask. Yeah. I would say like at the end of it, like, do, you need to check in multiple times and say like, does this sound right for you? Cause they're not going to tell you, mm -hmm. like, is this, is this resonating with you? Does this feel tangible to you? Cause it feels tangible to me, but I, I, I don't matter. I need to make sure that it feels tangible for you. Like I have a very clear process laid out here. Can, can you see it? Does it feel right? Does it still feel scary? Because you're going to be able to, 
to keep your job at eight weeks, but you've got to start doing like, you know, how do you feel about it? Checking in with them. And at the point when you're like, does that, you know, was this helpful for you? Well, this is what it is. This is what working with me is like. If you do this correctly, they will ask you what the next step is. But if they don't ask what the you what the next step is, because they're so freaking jazzed that you just like solved everything that they've been worried about um, and laid it out before them, then you can be like, well, I'm glad because that's like what that's what my course is. It's very tangible results like this. It comes from my consultancy background. There's action items like it's not just in theory, um, you know, if this is something that you really want to do, when do you want to get started? I like that. Does that feel, it, fe it should feel natural. Right. No, that definitely does. Like it, it shouldn't feel like a pitch at all. The pitch is like you showing off what you're doing rather than just talking about what you're doing. That's the pitch in itself. It's just like, it works like this, like you have a problem and I'm going to solve it. Watch me solve it. All right, let's make it happen. Like, how much do you want this? And hopefully if you've like pre-qualified them, they'll just be like, yeah, let's do it. You obviously know what you're doing. You just solved like 10 questions that I had. Um, <clears throat> and, and now I feel confident. Like, you, and I mean, maybe you can even ask them on the call, like how confident do you feel in this? Like on a scale of one to 10, and they're probably not going to say a hundred because they're still scared and be like, you know, I know how that is, but I can tell you that I've worked with a lot of people and I know a lot of businesses out there and I'm really confident in this. Only if you are, don't lie to them. Right. Right. Because that's just going to come back and bite you in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so managing expectations is very realistic, but if you really think like if, if they do the work, like if you've got an hour a day, like, yeah, we can knock this out. My friend, like it's eight weeks away from you, this business that you want to start. Um, and if you're talking about price, I know that people feel really weird talking about price. I would weave it into your conversation where you're asking them questions about the strengths and weaknesses and stuff. You can be like, all right, so like how much extra money do you have? while you're doing this that you could like what are you thinking that you can put aside to basically accelerate this experience like in eight weeks be done with this have you thought about what you're willing to spend on it and like they'll say something along whatever their lines are and you can be like okay i mean why why did you decide on that number like is it a budgeting issue like you kind of weave it as part of the conversation to say like okay so it's not just like at the very end is when you're like, right. and it's $3,000. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you can kind of talk about it beforehand because it gets the elephant in the room out there. You're like, all right, all right. Well, I really want to work with you. So I have a payment plan, you know, like on it, to be honest, like your budget sounds pretty, pretty low um, for, for setting something like this up. Um, I'm going to tell you it, it cost me like $10,000 to do, but I'm only charging, you know, $3,000 to do that. And I really want to work with you. So I would offer like a payment plan because I, I think that this could seriously work only if it can, only if you really feel like this about the person. Um, <clears throat> and then you can talk a little bit more. It's just like in the middle of the conversation more so. Maybe you don't even have to, you feel it out. You know, you're intuitive, like about how it feels. Does that right, make no. sense? No, that, that definitely does make sense. Yeah, because it, it's almost like you're, analyzing you know going into the conversation as well before just dropping it on them trying to see which way works best 
right? Because if 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 they're if they're uh, if it's a price objective and they say, all right, you know, and they're already kind of timid about it and don't want to discuss it, then saying it's three thousand dollars probably will turn them away. Yeah, but at the same time, put on your consultant hat. Right. It is a part of the question process. Like figuring out how you're going to diagnose somebody's problem and fix it. Part of it is like, what's your budget? It's just like questions. It's not necessarily like a big, scary, like I'm going to ask you for money thing. It's more like diagnosing like where you are in the process and like what steps you can take based on the answers to these questions. Like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? When do you want to get started? Uh, What's your budget? It's just one of them. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Does it mm-hmm. so it'll feel less icky? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And ideally, at the end of the conversation, you know, you'll have diagnosed their whole thing. But like, if you pre-qualify them, they're gonna say that the budget is is fine. Three thousand dollars should be fine. <laughs> like it should, especially if you do a payment plan that's like one thousand a month. Like it should be more than fine. If you're targeting people that can afford that, they'd be like, sweet. Like as, as soon as you solve their problems, like they, they don't care. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to hear how this goes and, and see your business grow. You are such an awesome person. Um, a little, a little something about Anton. I, we met on Facebook and we scheduled a call to see like, I don't know, to get to know each other. And I had a screaming baby with me because I think it was when I was, before she had gone to daycare, um, cause I was still getting this going and he was so understanding about it <laughs> because he has four kids and one of them's tiny also. Yep. Yep. So I, I, listen, I take my hat off. Mothers are superheroes in my book. I, I know my wife is, uh, I don't, I don't know how she does it cause she's, I've got four kids. She's got five. I'm the fifth. And so, uh, you know, I totally get it. I totally get it. And, and it, it's, it, was, it was funny. I think we had that conversation. I had read something, a post, probably in the ClickFunnels group, about whether if you were on a call with somebody that had a kid in the background or something like that, how would you feel? And I was just like, I would love that person immediately. Like, those, those are my folks. I get it. They're, they're, they're sleep deprived and they're, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're in a midst of chaos as well, but fun chaos. So take my hat off to you, especially new moms. Uh. It's so nice because I like worried so much about feeling unprofessional and Anton just rolled with it. Like he didn't, it didn't phase him at all. Um, so, all right, Anton. Well, thank you so much for coming. And- thank you for having me, Alicia. You've been great. I'm glad. And I think this, this podcast was one of the things we talked about. I'm glad to see this thing about to, this thing is rocking and rolling and taking off and you're just helping so many people and making an impact. So can't, can't shake a stick at that. Well, and you're doing the same, Anton. You are doing the same. You just have to show them on that first call and they'll be sold. You've got everything you need to solve problems for these people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Join us next time. I should say something like that. Join us next time on Sales is Not a Dirty Word. (laughs) Bye.